Oh, the human realm. I love seeing all of them. They bought, like, five cars. What if the portal just leads to, like, a Wendy's or something, and then Bellos is like, Where the f*** are we? Is this fucking <laughs> Wendy? <laughs> I will be honest, I went into- I, I always make this mistake. I went into it with low expectations. And no, they just continue making really good stuff for the Owl House. They, I mean, they really do. Like I was saying, like it's just constant climaxes. Like the whole episode is just uh, imaginary season three A smushed together, but it's yeah. the climax of every episode. It's not like the jokey joke like side stuff or the individual plots. It's all just the good stuff put together, and it and it uh, flows really well. Welcome back to the Owl House podcast. Unfortunately, one of the final three episodes of it, I guess. So this is a, just in case you're new, this is a podcast where my friends and I have been watching the Owl House basically pretty much completely blind. I think like season one, a few of us saw a few episodes, but then after that, we were going in just watching these right as they came out, trying not to look at trailers and things like that. And uh, just talking about our immediate thoughts after discussing every single episode. So we're back here with season three, but we also have this entire podcast series with every other episode prior to this. So if you want to listen to those, you could check out my YouTube channel or check us out on audio podcasting apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything. It should it should be on everything. And there we go. Plus our There's bonus a... RPG episodes. Yes, we have a handful of bonus episodes. I would even call our awards episodes bonuses. Where yeah, we... yeah, 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 yeah. Award show fashion have reviewed like the entirety of season one and two. And then we also recently worked together with another podcast called Quest Friends and played a little bit of an Owl House inspired tabletop RPG, which was very fun. So you can check all those out if you're interested. And with that, here's Owl House season three, which I, I don't know who should start. Should I, I'm already talking. No, Chan <laughs> should start with a haiku. What? Because oh we yeah, we said we, would we were do gonna that. do that. We're gonna start with the haikus, yes. I'll edit this before the podcast even starts. This will be the intro. We'll make it very dramatic. So, Chan, let her rip. Give us a haiku about this episode. Oh, the human realm. I love seeing all of them. They bought, like, five cars. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm sorry. Nope, that's perfect. It's perfect. Sets the Thanks. <laughs> I'm just happy I, I, I didn't know where I was going with it, but we got all the syllables. Yeah. Yeah, you know? we did it. So, I don't know. I'll start. I'll start with my my thing to say. because We should I, say the, the episode was called Thanks to Them, right? It was called, yes, this was Thanks to Them. And, the you know, because they have no self-control and told us every episode title already, the first word of every episode title spells something. I guess we shouldn't spoil that, maybe. You can so, look it up if you want. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody already knows. Who cares? But um, my thoughts on this was that I think they did a really good job. Like, I, I mostly focused on this, you know, scenario that, like, they were told they only have three episodes left. Because the way I look at this episode is, like, everything that happens in this episode would have been season three if the show lasted longer. Like, the way that this episode ended, that would have been the mid-season or season finale of a longer-form season three. And it's... I don't... I can't say that I like that 
more than like if they had more episodes because if they had more episodes you know we'd be in the human world for a while but we'd also get things a little more fleshed out and stuff of course but yeah, you're like, hurting me saying things like that because i'm like <laughs> you know that the, the theme song montage like i could totally see so much of that being like full episodes exactly so. though exactly. yeah that's a hundred percent what that was yeah. but it's just but it's just like at the same time just focusing on like the climatic stuff like that's that's also what we want too just to get to that stuff faster it sucks but it's also like they did good to like it's like the hypothetical season 3a that never happened yeah well, i massively agree with it because like I, I don't feel like it maybe like you could say oh it was a little rushed quote unquote like getting back but like it's still like i watched it and i i really enjoyed it and i didn't really feel like oh this is very clearly something they had to rush out like exactly even like the the theme song montage like obviously it would have been nice to see a lot of those moments in like a full fleshed out form but like it also just lets us fill in the gaps ourselves which is kind of nice and i i am not dissatisfied because i mean because like think about like you know we'd have to spend 10 episodes with like oh is bello still there we don't know but like obviously he is and like we'd have to sit there for 10 episodes wondering about that whereas this we just we like we get it we get that on top of several other kind of climaxes that like yeah maybe have slightly less impact because we didn't have to wait so much for them but i think they still hit about the same yeah. i mean we would we would have known that fellas was still there. well yeah i know but the char- the characters realizing it i mean yeah yeah i think in our i think like when we recorded our last podcast about the season two finale i don't remember what i said but like i think i said something about the the very last scene about or i know no i was wondering if bellis was still alive and was like I didn't have an answer to that, but then after we recorded the podcast, I like rewatched the ending and like after the credits, I think there was a you saw some goop in there, so like it was clearly a Bellos thing. Mm. Well, yeah, there was there was clearly Bellos uh, bits of his body clearly attached itself to Hunter. Uh, I mean, step one, every single design in the entire episode. Was, yes, like, that's amazing. something too. Like it's so impressive how many designs they crammed into this. Yeah. It's amazing. Usually they. They wouldn't want to do that, but they like just on like not just costumes for the characters, but also like new, some new side character stuff. Very briefly, like it, they they had budget for this for sure. It's amazing. I love V's new design. I really yes. love V's new design. Yes, definitely. I think that's the one thing V because um, we. I mean, we. T- I think we talked about it probably a handful of times last season too. I think she total because she had one episode, right? Like she could have yeah. totally benefited from having more. But, like, they use her the right amount here. Still a lack of, like, an emotional connection for me to her. Um, and I did find it kind of weird that they, like, recapped a lot of stuff, but they didn't recap anything related to her, even though we technically know, like, the least about her, but whatever. Yeah, that, um, <laughs> that very first Yeah, scene. I did, I, I watched it. There's a scene where she sucks, like, Bellas is I know so that, I was like, like oh, she what? could do that, I guess. Um, but I, 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 I know she's a bassist, but... I don't, yeah, from what I remember, it's like, you know, her um, species was hated. So, I mean, it may, that's why she would rather stay in the human world and, and all that. But um, she's definitely the one aspect that, like, clearly they would have defined her much more if we had a season for them to be in the human realm. But we don't. And she also just stays behind. So, I mean, like, it's kind of okay that they don't give her attention. Like, I'm sure there's people out there who love her and would want to see that. But in terms of the plot as we're presented right now, it doesn't really feel like... Like, I didn't watch this episode and then the credits rolled and I was like, wow, V, like, sucked. It was just like, yeah, V's, like, 
this side character. Like it's yeah. it's well, a fine her, thing. Uh, specifically, I think her species was like extinct, but then they were brought back as some clones created by the emperor, and so she was being like abused. Oh yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why she didn't want to go back, I guess. But also just because she got used to life in the human world, I appreciated how she was like correcting the other witches on human stuff. Yeah. At the start of the episode, I was sort of thinking like, you know, as it was montaging through, I literally was having the thought, do I even want to see these characters in the human realm? Like, I don't think that's kind of like a like fish out of water, just like typical thing. But as the episode went on and they did lots of jokes and stuff, they like... I was like, yeah, okay, no, this is great. Like, <laughs> I just, I was worried it could be very tropey, but the way they do it, like, they, they do a lot of funny stuff with it. The running gag when they don't know what a car is, they yeah. just call a baseball bat a car. And I thought there were lots of really sweet scenes early on. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm still trying to process what we just watched, which is why I haven't said anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now. I know, I already have to rewatch it. Uh, I'm like, what? They, like, shoved an explosion of gay in our faces, which I found yes, really Yes, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know what I think about that, because I'm not going to go, Wow, well done, Disney. You do, yeah, do, exactly. Do, do, do. No, it's, not, it's not Disney. Like, we know that. We're well aware but, that it's but not Disney. <laughs> I, also, I also found it really funny, because the way that Amity and Luz expressed their queerness and also the other characters in their episode express their queerness it's such a it's such a modern generation thing yeah. lumity studios presents yeah. <laughs> hey ma'am i'm bi <laughs> i'm like that is that is an experience i cannot relate to because i'm too old yeah and I was really hit by that, and I was really hit by how amazing that would be if I was a young Gen Zer coming out to my parents and then saw something like this in the Owl House that was exactly like my experiences. It'd be very, very sweet. Yeah, I mean, there, um, there's like there's a million things that happen in the episode, but I know that's definitely going to be one of the aspects that people are going to be talking about, and it's it's amazing. It's like it's not it's not even something that it's like the fact that that's in there at all. Whether or not it was part of a montage or could have been an actual scene or anything like that, like the fact that that's there at all, like there, there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> it's like they like that's yeah. amazing that they got that in. It's almost absolutely hammy, like how yeah, 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 they're gay, but it I, I can't I can't yeah, be mad like, at it because <laughs> that, that that's how people are. That's how people are. That's how we are these days. Yeah. And and I I, I just found it really funny and somewhat endearing. What's the mom's name? I forget. The Camilla. Yeah, Camila was like, she just became, you know, gay ally mom. She was wearing yeah. a sticker and she, <laughs> she was reading, <laughs> like, books about gender that were yeah. in her room. Yeah. She is absolutely I love that precious. So her mom is, like, flawless. <laughs> I like, don't, that's something I did not expect to get mom lore. Like, that yeah, little that, dream sequence and stuff, that was awesome. Yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah, I was really worried. Okay, so let me go into my main concern going into this episode. With all this imagery of edgy teen woos with the with the um the hat on, looking like her looking like her beta design, which everyone knew was smoking cigarettes, looking really depressed, having a scar on her, having a salvers. I was like, are they going to make Luz an edgy character? Are they going to get rid of her childlike wonder and grow her out of it? Because that is probably one of my most hated tropes in modern cartoons. Um, especially because Luz started off as a quote-unquote weird kid forced to go to normal camp. So I was like, 
Luz is obviously neurodivergent and I want them to cling on to that with their lives. I don't want them to make her grow out of it. So when I saw that Camila, the reason Camila was so hard on Luz is because she herself was neurodivergent and struggled in school. And Camila wants Luz to be happy again, to feel like she can be herself again. And so does Amity. And the whole arc with um, Luz putting on the Azura Rich hat at the end, I thought it was beautiful. Oh yeah. Seriously. Once again, that, like, Amity and Luz's relationship and her relationships with her friends, like, they don't go with the, like, can't believe you lied to me. I guess I can't just trust you anymore. It's just like, she's like... I would would be so mad if they did that. I would be so mad. It's happened multiple, like, the episode with the wrestling when, like, Luz wasn't telling the truth about, like, about her being upset and Amity was just like hey, it's okay, like, I understand. And then it happened again, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm so sick of these weird, like, forced drama plots between characters. I, like, I totally expected that to be, like, you know, whenever whenever she told them, they wouldn't care. Um, Yeah, I mean, me too, but that's just because the show is good. I was annoyed that they dragged it on for so long because I knew exactly what was going to happen. And then, like, not they literally drag it on until, like, the last 20 seconds of the episode where everybody says, nah, it's okay, and, like, that's it. And you're like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Not the most exciting drama, but isn't it funny that Hunter's like, "This is not gonna happen anymore," and then he like throws the vial into the river, and I'm like, "Why didn't you smash it, dude, or something?" And then like yeah, he it, immediately it, drowns. And then he, he drowns. <laughs> he drowns the instant he runs into the water. The way it's edited. <laughs> yeah, I guess if he smashed it on the ground, then like Bellows could probably just like pick it up with his hands or something. Slope I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, "Yeah, is he gonna is he gonna chug it right now? Is Hunter about to chug it?" But then I don't know if that would be a good idea either, because Bellows would probably, you know. And anyway, also important stuff so we were talking before uh, when you guys weren't here. Um, Hunter is our newest addition to the bad ending, uh, attractive uh, cartoon character <laughs> list. Oh my of- god, you're right. Oh my god, Farmworld Finn and uh, Wirt. And I'm well aware of this because I've already saw somebody with it as the profile picture. You know what? The other thing I got spoiled on from this episode was Lich Hunter. Because I got spoiled on Lich Hunter in the fucking She-Ra Discord. Someone put a side-by-side comparison of him next to Chipped Catra. And I can understand why, because Lich Hunter is just Chipped Catra again. Like, like almost frame-by-frame comparison, to the extent that I suspect they based him off of Chipped Catra. Uh, I don't know about that fight. I was so angry. I was so, so angry. I was like, why would you post that in here? I know you've spoiler tagged it with like a really tiny spoiler tag. Why would you post that in here when the episode is an hour long? And I, I don't know. I was really angry. Did you um, say that? that I got spoiled on that. <laughs> I didn't say uh, that to them because I'd probably be kicked from the free discords, I mean, because oh, no, the only Don't let them know. watch the podcast then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just. I also loved the moment with Luce and Hunter where they put the masks on. That helped him be confident. And then yes. him just, like, her calling him family and him just, like, crying. I'm like, this is so sad. Yeah. Like, oh, that. So much sweet stuff. I think, too, my emotional um, ouchie was when uh, Mom invaded her privacy and watched the video logs. Oh, which, yeah. You know, Th- that was an ouchie. <laughs> that's kind of weird and blatant, like, plot-wise. But, like, it's I love how hard they're going on the uh the loss of a parent thing like, yeah i would not, the I would not have thought it, them to keep going with that 
Yeah, that's it's really it, it, nice. It and makes just, it like, really real. Also, what was I? If I remember right, like the last time we saw like a photo of Luce and both her parents, but there was like light shining on it, and her dad's face was obscured, and you couldn't see it yeah, at all. But I, in this episode, we did see the. There photo might have with been a point. Face. I know what you mean, Tulip. I think like there was a point after she talked about his death that we saw the picture. It was. You're right. It was definitely obscured, but I think before this episode we saw it um, unobscured. Yeah, I think before when it was obscured, it was like a little hint at what happened, probably, or something. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, the, like, center of this episode being their bond and, like, family and stuff, like, I really felt it. I don't know, like, they they only have each other in this situation, and, like, just watching them all just support each other and, and you know, all their classic antics. Like, I was eating it up. I was like, I don't want this to end ever. This yeah. is so fun to watch. Yeah. Just all that stuff with Luz, her dad, like the idea that her dad's the one who gave her the Azura book. Even the mom having the past where she was bullied and she was also like a weirdo Star Trek shipper. Like, that's all, <laughs> that's all so um, real. And it's yeah, like, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of meta because like it's all obvious sort of references and stuff. But like that is going to hit really hard for kids that like are watching and were into this, that same sort of it stuff. It also hits me in the gut. Uh, yeah. Watching like when when all that bad stuff happened to her and and she's like he gave me this book and then you see as like the videos progress like her room gets more and more like filled with like all these like different media posters and all that and she gets more excited and kind of finding a way to to be happy when you should be very sad i guess it's like i, I i've had that experience where yeah. like you you use those things to to be happy again and to be inspired and it's you know that was a really human thing to show and i like that a lot all right now i guess i don't know it's related to to dying uh the one other note i wrote down is, is something i wanted to bring up is how flapjack ends up dying which is you know a great sad moment but also it's just yeah d like developmentally it's very curious to me how i mean kind of infinity trains my only other example but like whenever cartoon crews want to like do a murder thing they can only do it to an animal <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry hold the phone a moment did you just call flapjack an animal because we got some lore on flapjack here well the, from Disney's perspective, it's just an animal. Okay, okay. Flapjack is quote-unquote an animal, but Flapjack is actually a witch. What? Not a palisman at all. I'm is stupid. Um, Can you please explain what, Yeah, what do you mean by that? When Bellos was killing Flapjack, he said goodbye, Evelyn. Oh, and, yeah, he did say that. And Caleb yeah. said, and you see in the story that Caleb was lured by a witch into the witch's world, but you see Flapjack luring him into the witch's world. And I'm pretty sure that um, Flapjack's blood was different to a normal palisman as well. I don't remember what their blood looks like. See, this is why I need you around, because I forgot <laughs> about the goodbye Evelyn line. Okay. Well, I mean, it, so, could even, it could even have just been... Flapjack, Flapjack somehow led them to the door too. Like it wouldn't have to be that Flapjack is a witch. It's just like the the way the story got passed down in human society. Like they treated that like a witch, even though it was a palace. Yeah, but like he still says goodbye, Evelyn. Yeah. Like why would he say goodbye, Evelyn? Unless he's killing Evelyn. I mean, maybe that was sense. maybe that's its real name, but uh, they changed it. 
at some point. I like that Evelyn I mean, the story it, looked like Ida. <laughs> I was like, is well, that yeah, because be Ida. because Ida uses the name Evelyn when she's in the human realm. So, like, that's what does that oh, mean? Wait, so then that then they're saying that Ida was the one. No, Ida Ida is not five hundred years old. Right? No, it can't be she's, Ida. She's but... only like she's only like forty years old. But maybe did she get the name from? somewhere maybe it it seems to be implied that she has a connection to caleb's rich girlfriend yes if Um, if um if the widowbane brothers were lured away by a witch evelyn then i guess evelyn was the one who had the door back then right so maybe maybe there was like a note on the door that said property of evelyn and so ida said oh i'll be evelyn then (laughs) <laughs> no, what's weird is um, how Belos knew how to get back into the Titan world. Because what, he's ju- you obviously mean just doing, seen... You mean just how he smashed the blood on the thing? He smashed the blood onto the, 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 the portal door and got in. He must have done that before. Uh, honestly, why did that work? Like, what? it wasn't even necessarily the, the portal door, was it? It was just like an archway. It, well, it, I mean, I don't know. I though. I can see the perspective of like it just creates a portal on any door or well, whatever, but but Titans. but I think it could have gone to the mirror world too. And it, I mean, it absolutely looks like it's going to the mirror world. That's why when everyone was walking into it, I was like, hmm, they think they're going to the Boiling Isles, but like, are they? But like, oh, so can I talk about like how there was a treasure map to a vial of Titan's blood? Why? Why does that? Who who made that map? And well, who buried that Titan Squad in a vial? It definitely could have been Ida or Evelyn. It had an past. owl on the top of the vial. Yeah, exactly. It had an owl on it. Like, it could have been Ida. Like, maybe she knows that, that, you know, if the door stops working, she can use Titan blood to fix it. So she gave yeah, herself but a like, little. One thing. of the maps was in the museum. So it's not likely to be Ida. No, no, it wasn't like. They didn't leave a map in the museum. There was just a map of the town in the museum, and then they noticed that it looks like the same map that they found in their shack. It was an old map too. It was like I just have to interject. I don't know if y- y'all felt this, but like when they're all going in the door, and then they were like one by one having their character moments when they were going in the portal, and they were like, <laughs> "You ready? Yeah, let's get in there." I was like, "Can you please?" I am getting, I know, I'm getting I so know. much anxiety right now. They're like the door's fading out, and there was like two whole minutes of them. <laughs> I was like, "Please get in there." Well, Luz and her mom were the last ones to go through, and I was like, "Okay, you know, from a story writing perspective, they're just having a moment. Of course, they're going to be able to go in, but." It's like you're. What are you waiting for? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't would that, that have been a great twist, though, if it shut on lose? If they were just like, oh, okay. That would have. I would have been angry. <laughs> so thank God it wasn't a thing. Uh, I would have loved that, but I don't know how they would get themselves out of it. Oh. And what I think the... the the way Bellos went into it very slowly in a skeletal form was very much uh, Adventure Time season four finale. What if that portal just leads to like a Wendy's or something, and then Bellos is like. Where the fuck are we? Is this fucking Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I I liked um I liked what they did with Gus and Hunter in this episode. It's it's a very quick moment, so it's quick to miss. But Gus spends the entire opening of the episode seem um seeming to be really hyped and getting along really well in the human world, and then Hunter is trying his best but is struggling to fit in and be successful because he hasn't really got many skills. But then when Hunter says that he 
seems to be enjoying it in the human world, Gus says, oh, it's nice at least one of us is happy. And that implies that Gus's enthusiasm is somewhat of a facade. That he's incredibly stressed out, just like everyone else's, even if it seems like he's happy. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I'm... I'm very happy to say that I'm, like, in love with all of the characters. I'm not, like, frustrated at Willow and Gus anymore. I'm just like, I like y'all. Well done. <laughs> they did it. I don't yeah, know. Yes, Willow was out for revenge. <laughs> out for revenge. We're just going to have a bit of revenge as a treat. We'll be back. Dude, there was so much in this episode. Like, so many things I need to pause on and look at. Like, there's, like, a whole wall of things of, like, loose pictures in their house. Their scrapbook, I want to pause on everything. There's, like, the montage in the beginning. I'm, like, I feel like I missed half the episode. Yeah, it's definitely one worth a rewatch at some point. It's the biggest one we've seen, after all. Yeah. I love the animation at certain points in the episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dude, whenever they get that shading, I'm like, it's about to go down. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, it, it even it started. Uh, you could tell when it started. When I like, know the the, the fight scene was... had great animation, but I noticed as soon as he started like moving his face, and I was exactly. like, oh, exactly. I was like, oh, about hell to yeah. oh, hell yeah! <laughs> I love I love how like the uh, previous downfall of the animation style changed for like has now become a moment of anticipation. Yeah, it's a feature now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feature now. <laughs> It's like an art style change. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Nick this earlier, but I also, I love how they're able to make it such a Halloween-y episode in the yeah. middle of October. I literally just went to, like, a haunted attraction yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, it's just like this. <laughs> this is great. Just, okay. I don't know, a very folly episode. Yeah. I love the, I love the brotherhood between, I, oh my god, I just realized. Okay, so... Um, Luz is like the mirror reflection of Philip, right? Um, she even sure, has his away. bloody hairstyle yeah. at the end of the last season. She even is dressed a little bit like him. And Caleb is the literal clone. No, and, and Hunter is the literal clone of Caleb, right? Oh, um, yeah. So, so Luz and Hunter's relationship is like a what Caleb and Philip could have been. She's like you're part of the family, yes. And that's why he cried. <laughs> I mean, other yeah, than the fact like, that he's part of a family and love. It's like everything Hunter ever wanted, um, and everything Caleb couldn't have, or the Golden Guard, in his past iterations. And uh, I love the scene where Hunter was like, "I'm way more confident as the Golden Guard. I was never scared as the Golden Guard." And Blues realizes that it must be the mask, and she gives him they put on some masks and they're able to hide their fear and anxiety and just go into the house to fight Belos with Hunter making witty remarks as well it was amazing it was really cute oh man it was really good (laughs) I feel so bad for Flapjack Flapjack didn't deserve this I know why did they cancel that show <laughs> just, just make a new it's season so they can bring, make, make a new season so they can bring, <laughs> make a new season so they can bring Flapjack back to life, and also the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack. Yeah. <laughs> Every time there's like a pause, I'm just like trying to think of like what topic to talk about next but it's like I've, i have yeah. decision paralysis it's fine it's fine we don't have to i mean the giraffe joke second. though 
Like, yeah, was, I yeah. forgot about that whole thing. I thought... That's why when we were watching it, I was like, what? Like, I thought the joke was, like, they were really scared of giraffes. And then, like, I was like, ha ha, giraffes aren't scary. And then the giraffe actually ended up being terrifying. And I thought that was a really funny <laughs> joke on its own. But then you guys reminded me that they were originally from the Boiling Eyes. Well, they, they said it in the episode at that yeah, point. It's from, like, the first episode or something. Yeah. A, I love that. I love that. I completely forgot about that. And it was amazing. No wonder our ancestors oh, banished them. <laughs> I remember what I was going to talk about. Like the, de- like, the depressing thought of, like, it was in the montage, but, like, there was a point where, like, they, like, had to give up on making this door and Luz had to be like, you know what? I guess I have to go to high school now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, your one priority is just getting back to the Boiling Isles and there was a moment where they literally had to just be like, I think you have to go to school now. This is not gonna, like, we, we don't know what to do. And then she actually just started going to high school. It's kind of wild. There was one second when we saw that school bus driving away that I was like, wait, they're not, like, all going to high school, are they? Oh, I know. That's <laughs> funny too that they're also like yeah i guess you guys don't have to go i mean they can't go logistically because they don't have like records of any yeah <laughs> i have questions about v she was going to school as loose for a long time and that did that and now loose went back to school and was suddenly very different um i liked that loose had people at the school who, who who liked her for how she was before she went missing and wanted to be her friend even though she wasn't really that person anymore at the time because she was so broke. But you kind of see in the flashback videos that maybe Luz hasn't changed as much as we think. Like, she has been in this state of mind before. When she was a child and she lost her father. Mm -hmm. And then she found Goodrich Azura and got really, really into it as like a way to... Firstly, because of course she loves Good Witch Azura, but also because it's her way of connecting with her father and, and trying to cheer her mother up as well. And that's why so, that hat scene at the end, like, hits you in the gut. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I have a lot of feelings, and I'm sure if Luz goes back to the human world, she'll be good friends with those kids and they'll set some schools on fire, maybe. Yeah, I, like I said, I really relate to that whole subplot like as a kid when i when i was a sad little kid and i was able to connect with something back then i mean even with adventure time i wasn't exactly a kid by then but it was like a very similar thing where you kind of give yourself to something as a way of moving forward and then you meet people that like you for for that version of yourself and it's yeah yeah it's really really beautiful just say my life dramatically improved after I got into Adventure Time when I was 16 during like a very rough patch. Yeah, I think that I could, I mean, I'm not going to, but I could go on forever about <laughs> how that happened with me. We'll, have, like, we'll get the Chan Life Story podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we just start talking about Adventure Time again. Check out, <laughs> check out the Together Again podcast. I talk about that at the end. <laughs> oh my god. But this was absolutely the Camilla episode, and the like V episode where we got to see into the human world for the first time in a while, and you know at the end of that, Luz and her mom had that moment. But you need to come home, right? And we were, I think, I think we talked about at that point how, you know, kids going off on adventure type stories they usually don't deal with the idea of coming back home, and that that was like an interesting thing for the outhouse to be dealing with. But now it's you know. 
maybe you could say it's the logical conclusion or the next step after that sort of progression. Like, the mom is getting involved now. She's helping. Yeah. Instead of, like, of holding her would. daughter down, instead of holding her daughter down and trying to normalize Luz so that Luz doesn't suffer, but then ended up making Luz feel all alone, Camila decides to join her on her adventures so that Luz doesn't have to do it by herself. That's why I appreciated the nightmare sequence because it also shows you like, okay, why why did she force her to go to this camp at the beginning? Like, if she's being so supportive now, and it was like you can kind of tell that that was. Yeah. Just because of the the principle, and she she he got her good. He's like he's he made her feel real bad, and she was kind of like, all right, I guess he's right. I'm gonna do this thing, but like, yeah, because because yeah. like if I mean if we if we didn't have that dream scene, there could be an argument from people that like, why is she so nice? Like, yeah, she's why like is she an, so, she's so like supportive? An un, she's an unrealistically <laughs> supportive parent, but like you know, every parent's different, of course. But I think people would. Without that backstory, there'd probably be a handful of people with that sort and, of point of view on it. And you can see that she, um, when when her daughter was young, she found it really encouraging that her daughter was so weird. Yeah, she was so happy. But then as soon as, as soon as she saw other parents commenting about it and other people, she got insecure. And unfortunately, that ended up taking it out on Luz and making Luz feel like she had to change. And I, I, that's such a complex notion. Like, like she's not a bad parent. Uh, she's a really good parent, but who has made a couple of terrible mistakes. Well, just the fear of being like, she's like, I was like this, and I was okay with that, but everybody told me it wasn't okay. And then, like, as an adult, they're like, hey, this isn't okay. And she's like, damn, as a kid, I knew the same thing. Like, they all said it wasn't okay. And that means I'm responsible for making loose like this into this thing that people deem not okay. So I should probably fix this. Like, it's my job. And it's like, that's like a really complicated thing. And Yeah, because also she has the perspective of like, well, I like... I'm an adult now, and I turned out okay. Like, yeah, well, she's like maybe the only reason I thought this was okay was because this is how I was, and like maybe I'm doing Luce a disservice by like letting her do these things. Mm-hmm. I I loved her her moments, and also like her being a mother of six, like she said or whatever, and like <laughs> spending her her nights trying to figure out where. <laughs> They're like, she's like, where do I get apple blood? And then she's like, they said the apple butcher. Like, where is that? <laughs> <laughs> she thinks one exists. At least she's trying. Yeah. She's trying. She asks them if they want to drink blood. And she put food <laughs> color. If she they did. Food and she coloring. said, like, you know, if they if they do, then we'll find a way. Like, what was she going to we'll do? We'll find a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was going to Little Shop of Horrors start killing people. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, MVP of this episode for sure, Camila, Camila and the Cedar. Yes. Amity and Willow were like a bit more background in this episode, I think. But I thought they were they were pretty sweet in the moments they had. Um, I still don't think Willow is a particularly deep character. She's probably easily the shallowest out of everyone in that show. Yeah, but when when Chan was talking about them though, like they definitely gave her a personality though over time. Yeah, she sure. has. Like, she has a. She has a personality. Season two gave her more of a personality that makes her less of, like, she's the best friend. I feel like she's become the mom of the friend group at this yeah. point, taking yeah. pictures and, yeah, supporting. She doesn't really have any story of her own, unfortunately. I can't 
argue with you. Like, if, if you were, like, which character out of all of these characters do you think is weakest, I would probably say her for sure. But not, like, in a way that makes me upset. Like, I don't watch the show and I'm like, ugh, it's Willow. Like, I actually <laughs> enjoy her and I think she's cute and I just, like, accept her for what she is, I guess. Yeah, I think it's not... You have a lot of good characters in your house. You don't need Willow to be amazing. Well, that's what it is. Like, she pleasant. kind of helps them be better by just bouncing off of them, which I guess is, like, yeah. why people put those types of characters in shows but yeah yeah she adds to the group chemistry especially when with amity as well i think also um, i love gus wearing the earring like wearing the mirror as an earring yeah oh he looked great did the guy in the emperor's coven do that too was he was that darius? also his earring not darius it was the illusionist guy i think <laughs> I don't know about the illusionist guy because he was only in one episode. Yeah, I can't I remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wore it as an earring too. I'm, I guess I'm pretty sure Ray did. Uh, Ray wore something as an earring. Not the mirror. The mirror was from the illusionist one-off character. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any major story things. Like I, when they were on the first of all, when they were on that hayride and it was just their friend group, I was like unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I just waited four, like three hours last night in a line. For that haunted thing i would never have the luxury of just my friend group but anyway <laughs> when they were telling the story i was like eating it up i loved the way it was presented and yeah it's uh, also confirms that he did not say kill them he said caleb in that yeah. season yeah. two thing i think we knew that but... yeah i think someone from the crew came out and like confirmed it was supposed to be caleb yeah that was funny okay so like if if that story was true then the Wittabam brothers were just some wish hunters who, like, went missing. Why is there a statue of them? Well, yeah, my, my thing, I don't know, maybe there, maybe it's a it's a famous tall tale. My thing is that, like, how did Luz not know that? Like, she seemed surprised to hear that last name. Like, I guess it could have slipped her mind, but, like, I don't know. If it's an iconic thing from her hometown, I think she would have recognized. Yeah, I was like, gonna, that kind of is, like, contradictory, because, like, I was gonna say... They're probably the statue is probably there because that's like their claim to fame as a town or something, and it like represents. Right? Did they found town the means. town or something? Like, you would. Well, yeah, they, they were witch hunters. That. They they weren't just little boys. They were actual witch hunters. Yes, but there were so more there witch were hunters the... than just the two of them, right? It's not like that was particularly remarkable. I I like to think that they were like the uh, like ignoring whatever that ghost story was, however embellished it was or wasn't. I like to think that they were like the mayor and his brother or something like they were town founders or in charge of the town um and therefore responsible for a lot of the witch hunting that happened i mean it's also like there's always like one or two people in like towns that are like the most well-known which is why it's like weird that loose never heard of them though <laughs> i guess because she seems like the type who would like hang out at the like weird history place or whatever yeah that is curious but like to recap that whole scene so like they someone else do it what what, what did they say at the hayride like two brothers went missing because one was lured by a witch basically yeah something like that yeah well they they learned how to go back and forth and then they went missing oh yeah that was an important thing so they they went back and forth between the boiling aisles and the regular place and then they went missing so like Maybe at that point, when they learned how to go back and forth, they became famous or something, because they brought magic back, but 
I no, know. it's not that. Are you sure they went back and forth? Uh, you know what? That, I mean, they said that. I think I think we should like either put up the transcript or yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember yeah. them saying they went back. She and dazzled forth. him with magic. They learned. They learned. They used the secret code to travel between worlds. Right there. Yeah, and then there was like a visual. Philip of set him off going... to save his brother and bring the witch to justice. Okay. But neither of them were ever seen again. The end. The end. <laughs> uh, also. Loose place Hades, good taste. Uh, yes. Loose place Hollow Knight, great taste. Hollow Knight. <laughs> I loved that. It, it was funny because it was like I think the scene was her recording the thing, and you guys were probably intently listening, and I was like, "Is that Hollow Knight?" I'm like talking <laughs> over the episode. Loose, loose place Moon Farm Valley. Yeah, she plays some great games like Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, and Hades. I love her taste. I mean, there's always been references throughout the show, but this in particular, because it's in the human world, there was a lot of reference. I mean, there was that Duolingo thing, which yeah. to me, which to me, like, is so blatant. Like, that's... That, like, that originated that's from, like, like, a Twitter a, joke, right? Yeah, that's such, like, a look fandom, at, like, oh my god, they put it in the show type of thing, like... Look at the art. That That's not, like, a... That's a, that's an art piece that made true that Luke's probably drew on a computer. Friend of Owls and Titans. Original yeah, well, we were talking about that. That, ha that handle's not taken. Somebody take it right now. Somebody take that handle right Friend now. Friend of on Owls and Titans. <laughs> Before Disney sues us, what we you do You do it. it. <laughs> Tulip. Tulip. Do it now. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use Twitter. I'm not going to make a Twitter handle. It's it, we're gonna be too late and and we'll make it then take it on Tumblr. No. Okay. You, you have to you're you're committing to to pretending to be loose in this and you have to be an RP account. Is this what you want? Like, are you able to accept this responsibility? I don't have time for that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. Uh, I don't have to do it. I just need to have it so that this... so that when Dana Terrace wants to buy it, she has to pay me. Oh my God! You're evil. <laughs> this isn't even the first Hollow Knight reference in Owl House. Yeah, I know. No, There's it was the thing intro. in the theme song. <laughs> no, it's not available. What? It's not available. On Twitter? Tumblr. Oh. Damn it. Ah, wow. Twitter uh, still seems to be open. I don't have an email to use. I'd have to go and make a new email. <laughs> are there any other things we missed about the episode that you liked? I don't know. Like, I just, like, I'm, I'm skimming through, like, the timeline of the, of the episode. Like... It's actually, it seems like less happens than you kind of think. Yeah, I guess I guess it's true. There's just a lot in the background and, like, information overload. And also the whole time you're watching, you're trying to, like, piece together what we missed in, the, in those, like, months. So then it's hard to pay attention to what's happening in front of me, which is why I thought there was a lot going on. Oh, I like, um, visual thing. Uh, Luz is bed has the little uh like sun and moon sticker that's like the collector i love that. oh yeah that's a i cool mean as thing. and as usual i love the emperor like how horrifying yeah fellows is yeah. oh like, god i can't wait to find the i can't wait to meet the collector again i know that's that was the the one thing i wanted was for it to end with like just a little bit of that but it's fine that it didn't a post-credit stinger or, or anything or just like a giggle yeah you gotta wait anything. sorry i know we uh see you in fucking uh, like july next year when they uh, release both of them on the same day announcing it the, the day before they come out is that gonna do you think they're gonna do both in the same day i don't know because this one's halloween themed so it makes sense that they did it'll be christmas they, theme. they like get this. back and they're like just have a big christmas tree <laughs> it is like you're back we actually oh my got God. along it, pretty well it, it's it's collector aka jesus christ happy no. birthday <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they'll do. We'll have to see. From us being cartoon fans for so long, like, you know, we try to understand the development process of, of this stuff. But the fact that this episode's already out is, like, extremely surprising to me because I would have thought this was, like, still a year away. It right. can't, it, it's only been, like, three months since season two ended. Like, it's, it's insane to me that this is out. And so many people are, are saying, like, oh, it's finally back. Yes, like, it really hasn't been gone. We don't know how long it's going to take for the rest. Best time than an episode of Distant Dance. Exactly. I'm really proud of them because that could have been bad. Like, just because they just can't, like, there's too much information. They have to rush out and they just can't make it, like, I don't know. Like, it could no. have easily felt really rushed, but I just enjoyed it a lot. I will be honest. I went into, I, I always make this mistake. I went into it with low expectations. I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be the episode where it's annoying again. And no, they just continue making really good stuff for the Owl House. They, I mean, they really do. On top of like the character developments that they put that they throw in here, like at every corner, like I was saying, like it's just constant climaxes. Like the whole episode is just uh, imaginary season three A smushed together, but it's yeah. the climax of every episode. It's not like the jokey joke like side stuff or the individual plots. It's all just the good stuff put together, and it and it uh, flows really well. Which really I try not good. to think about that much, because every time I think about how, how great they've gotten at writing and how much I've grown to love the characters and all that, then I start thinking about how it was cancelled and I could have gotten more and I start getting angry. <laughs> so I know, just, that's... There were some good jokes, though. I know, yeah. I, I liked were... when, when Gus was like, just lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cute, and him being a human enthusiast still, with the bubble wrap and everything. Because yeah. I, I just, I keep thinking about the cancel thing, because that was my only concern, Going like, Tipsy said she kind of had low expectations, like, my expectations were just sort of set on, like, okay, this will probably feel pretty rushed. But, like, it didn't. It felt just kind of like a nice little, like, Owl House movie. Owl House Halloween movie, like, it was, it was really well done. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cuts to black. You know, where you can tell, like, okay, that's the end of that, and then we'll go to the next thing. Like, it still just works, like, totally great, like, way better than I, um... I guess not that I would have thought, but, like, that I, w I was worried that it could end up... Um, but, Nick, what would you rate it? Much. I was thinking about that. Oh, I don't no. know. Uh, uh, it's not a 10. Oof, ow. Uh, it's weird to rate it compared to the rest of the show, because it's, like, a longer-form thing. But it's a 9. It's one of the two... Uh. One of the two 9 options I have. I'll say a uh, nine. I, I think I'll say nine exact. I feel weird about rating these because we didn't rate Distant Lands. Yeah, but this is yeah, like but our that's Owl different. House thing. We we've been rating the whole show. We got to say something. I haven't even thought about the rating. Oh no! It's okay. You can go last, it. and we'll talk half speed. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not gonna put too much thought into it. I'm gonna say Nick, you nine sounds right to me. I'm not. I'm not even gonna think even for even a second about why. I think that, but yeah, I'm just. Gonna, I'm also gonna say nine. I have it was a good episode. All right, I have kind of similar thought process, but my problem with my thought process is it feels like I'm not putting enough thought because my my brain is just like, that was fun. I love the Owl House. Ten out of ten. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, why is this a ten? Because I'm trying to think of episodes that I've given tens before, and I'm and, and it's just like, but like I just. I really, I was happy. I, I watched it. I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, why do I care so much about, like, why? I should just go with my gut. I give it a 10. Take that, haters. Nice. Boom. That's a, 
good score. I give it a nine point five. I thought about I could it. I I could have cried watching it. I didn't cry watching it, but I could have cried watching I it. I almost so did. I don't want two points in there. They continue to impress me to no end about like how human the characters are, the things they talk about, the things they get in, and like yeah. oh my god. If I wasn't watching with people, uh, I probably maybe would have got a little tear out when during that little vlog bit. Oh yeah. That definitely made me quite sad. For me, it was the moment when Luz, like, was coming to bed with her mom and they were talking. Yeah. Yeah, that was so sweet. It's just so cute. I mean, I appreciated that about the episode, too, is they had a uh, a bunch of quiet moments, like Gus being like, what was it like being the Golden Guard or her talking to her mom or, like, uh, Luz with Hunter being like, we're family now. Like, oh, love that. Love it. You know, people make all these annoying jokes about it being the, the pain house or whatever, or the characters being, like, traumatized and, and stuff, but, you know, hurting a character is easy. Making a character upset and cold and unable to connect with others is easy. What's more beautiful is having a character go through hell and then they're still able to love and be true to themselves and be happy and childish and imaginative at the end of it. Yeah. And that's the direction the Owl House went. Yeah. That reminds me of what uh, what I was saying when we watched uh, Together Again thing, like how some people were thinking Finn, after losing someone important to him, that Finn would have became like depressed and edgy and stuff. But it's like, like yeah, that's what is portrayed in stories very often. And that's what people want to see because like it's kind of, quick and easy to understand but something like what the owl house is doing or what that adventure time episode did where it's these characters are beat to a pulp with emotional stuff but they stay themselves like that's the actual like very realistic and powerful um, message that should be delivered more often in these sorts of things and that's what bothered me about together again but also i i, I had a love-hate relationship that aspect of together again and i loved how they handled it in obsidian when we saw finn Finn, after everything he'd gone through losing Jake, and he was just he was just still happy. He was just still himself and grown up, maybe a bit more rugged, a bit less shouty and hitty, but he he still loved life and he still loved being an idiot. And you know, well, yeah, I don't want to talk about <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about Steven Universe because I, but I don't like that people got the impression from Steven Universe that Steven is just super depresso forever and needs to escape from his life. I really hated how they did that in future because I think they did such a good job with the other characters in future with Pearl being able to move on and be happy with her life and you know, I I wish more shows paid respect to that. What I was gonna say is uh I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's easy to hurt a character, but honestly I don't remember the second part. You said it's like more <laughs> difficult to it's well, it's more it's more beautiful to have them still live life in themselves. Well that afterwards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that I totally agree with. But also like it's it's easy to hurt a character, but I think it's very difficult to write in a way that's a believable way to, to how they were hurt. It is a lot of black and white you see. It's like they're hurt, it's like they become an empty shell or like all this all this business. But like it's really, really cool to see shows that have like a complex like view of like when when these things happen like you can be happy you can be sad you can feel the whole range of emotions because that's how humans are you know and it's not just like this person had a bad thing happen they are now a goth (laughs) in season three they were all black and they're a goth now (laughs) it's just like it's it's cool to see this like complex uh representation of of human emotions 
Yeah, it's just a storytelling thing too. Like I don't, I don't even think it's harder to write like on either side of that. It's just that like the person is sad, they are edgy now kind of thing is much more common just because it's common. I think people just kind of don't think to infer it, you know, the way that some more recent things have been. Maybe, yeah, it takes a little bit more time to realistically develop like this. Like this is a longer episode, for example. Like it takes a little more time to have a character sort of transform and go through like some sort of grief like that. But it's like just in terms of writing, all you have to do is, is just like think about it. <laughs> you know, that, that, there, there's, my, there's my writing advice. Just think about it and it will work. I promise. Just the Azura <laughs> thing. Like like Luce lost her dad and she was, she was in so much pain, but that made her into the loose we love today and then we learn that later and it's just like it's cool to see grief handled in a way that's like that and not just this character is now sad forever now until they have their one episode where they're like i guess i'm okay <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like, uh, 10 out of 10 well done uh before Happy we end Halloween. off i've got a question about something that doesn't really matter uh cool that character who was like behind the desk in the museum place that had they them pronouns on their name plaque. Yeah, the non-binary. I did else. not. I did not see that. That's cool. <laughs> um, they Nick, you pointed out the voice actor. Yeah, um, Gray De Lewis. Yeah, that's like that's like her performing name. She has two names. I think. They like recognized V. They asked like, "Have I seen you before?" And then and then V was like, "Oh, I get that a lot or whatever." In the other episode, the V episode, one of V's friends from camp when she was pretending to be loose had that same voice actor. Is that the same character? Possibly. Maybe. I don't I, don't, I can't say I remember much about the V episode. <laughs> I'm going to assume yes, but that's cool <laughs> if that's true. And that would mean that they're like the same age roughly as losing all them it'd be interesting that they have a museum job i don't know i don't know it seems like a like a classic like high school part-time job to me honestly yeah true like they're just the front desk and they they were also the like person who was who was leading the the halloween hayride story if they're just into that into that stuff those are full of high schoolers yeah in real life so cool yeah um okay my final thing to say is Hunter is very cool and I really like him and they uh, keep surprising me with what they do with him. Also, the other thing, uh, I'm only giving this episode a nine because I hope and assume and anticipate that once we get back into Boiling Isles and we see the Collector doing his thing, that's where like my tens are going to come from. I'm not a coward. I'll give every episode a ten. You you (laughs) can do that too. You can do that too. I just want to have a comparable basis yeah i changed my mind i'm giving it a 10 i have no reason not to hell yeah you're not <laughs> Liter- a coward literally literally my only reason is that like i feel like the other ones are going to be stronger and i don't really think it makes sense for me to have them rated all the same at the beginning of this like podcast i decided i wasn't going to do that i try to just give the episodes the, a score on their own because if i'm like oh if i give this school one a 10 then that means none of the episodes in the future can be better it's like eh. <laughs> just it's okay, but you're, you know, you're yeah. free. I can't, free I can't believe every 10 I give is, like, the same as the library episode in season one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I gave that one a 10, so obviously all the other episodes are only as good as that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah and this gonna... episode wasn't better than that one, so ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go eat Longhorn Steakhouse. Let's go. Who happens to sponsor this one podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm so sorry. Actually, if you want to, <laughs> Longhorn Steakhouse, if you're listening. Yeah. 
No, when you go yeah. when you go there, just show them the podcast. Talk to the manager. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be thrilled to hear this about one that. specific Longhorn Steakhouse will sponsor us. Yep. Oh yeah. That would be nice if I wasn't British. <sighs> <sighs>